0: Good afternoon, I'm Zach Collins with your KSOM and KS95 Sports Update. Audubon came back in from the break with a loss to IKM Manning last Friday as they fell to the Wolves 59-43 in a tight game. Both Edward Miller and Aaron Olsen played to their competition as they scored 16 and 15 points respectively. But unfortunately for Audubon, it didn't help to push a win on the board for the Wheelers. Head coach Jaron Miller talked about how his boys need to pick it up on defense to limit the mental errors. Coming out of last week's game, you
1: know, we played okay in the second half. We just had a lot of turnovers. I think just we really hurt ourselves. Um, you know, either a, it was unforced turnovers, or some of those were turnovers and us just being too fast in their press. I felt like so that's a big thing we got to get better at. Clean up here from next as we keep going forward. But that was a big thing for us. But we battled, stayed in it, and had a chance at the end. And that's kind of what you, you know what you asked for. So we just got had a lot of mental errors.
0: While not all the top scorers, Austin Christensen, Mason Stackler, and Carson Wessel have all had big impacts this season for Audubon. They're all averaging around six points per game this season, as Christensen also is second on the team in rebounds per game with 7.7.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean Austin does a good job rebounding for us. He can, you know, he can really jump, get up, and get out rebounds. And offensively, he's picked it up here as of late too, to figuring out how he can score. And and Carson and Mason are both. Carson's been are kind of similar. You know, we want them shooting threes and attacking the rim when they can get there. And defensively, you know, we put Carson a lot of times as our other team's best player, and he's done a nice job of that of that side of it too.
0: Many coaches believe in the mentality that defense wins games. Coach Miller agrees with this mentality as they go into every game with the defense on the top of their mind to limit the open shots and lanes. Audubon averages around 57 points scored against per game this season, and if the offense starts to pick up, the defense will hold on the floor and the wins will only come ever more.
1: I'm a believer in defense wins games, and I think every, day, every game that we come into, we got we have a plan. We have a... Uh, plan we want to try to execute and so you know for us i think we have to try to limit their best players trying to limit try to make sure they're scoring over a hand or you know versus having wide open threes or wide open shots i think that's valuable and then just always being in help side i think that's another thing too is or defensively is you play as a team and so you got to make sure you have your teammates backing you up if you happen to get beat
0: on friday audubon will be taking on the tricenter trojans in a rematch from earlier this season when the wheelers foul 72 to 52 if Audubon can stop freshman A.J. Harder, who leads the Trojans in scoring with 17 points per game, then the Wheelers have the possibility of splitting the series this season against dry center and earning their first win over the trojans since 2019
1: well we got to be able to identify you know last time we played him harder just lit us up and so we got to do a better job on him uh and i think just overall defensively from the first time we played him that would have been like our second or third game of the year I think we've gotten better since uh but i think just defensively you know trying to uh make it hard for other teams to score and contest some shots and then offensively you know trying to attack where we can can attack and i think you know against them the first time we. We struggle at times there, again, trying to... Too many turnovers and just limiting ourselves' possessions.
0: Audubon travels to Tri-Center High School on Friday, January 12th, with the opening tip-off at 7.30 p.m. And moving from high school boys' basketball to high school boys' wrestling, ACGC charged through the Tri-Center Invitational last Saturday with three top-three finishers on the night. Tegan Slayball was one of those top wrestlers as he finished in first place in Class 120, beating Eli Bercara of Missouri Valley. Head coach Lane Rumblehart was proud of Sleigh Ball for finishing in first place, but was frustrated alongside his athlete for the match, finishing in an 11-8 decision.
2: Tegan and I both were a little disappointed, actually, in that match. We had beaten that guy better than that the last time we wrestled him last year. Uh, there's a lot of history there with Eli Bistari. He's a great competitor. He beat Tegan in the semifinals his sophomore year at state and went on to win the state championship that year. And since that match, we're two and one against him, and we had a better lead built up. Kind of did something silly at the end, and he gave up some points that he shouldn't have. But overall, um, it's always great to beat a, a really good wrestler like that to finish your day.
0: Another wrestler who finished in the top three was Peyton Jacoby in the heavyweight match. He went on to face Nottoway Valley's Trenton Warner, one of the top heavyweights in the state alongside Jacoby. While Warner may have taken first place, Jacoby finished in second and learned from his mistakes in the last match.
2: Yeah, um, another one there. Where I think career-wise, those guys are like four and four or five and five against each other. They just go back and forth all the time. Great battles. Uh, I'll say the same about Trenton. He's a great competitor, and we look forward to that matchup every time it happens. Could should probably happen a couple more times this year at John Jay in our home tournament. So hopefully, we'll get to see a couple more matches between those two. But uh, yeah, Trenton got the best of us there. Payne took a little sloppy shot over overtime, and Trenton, being the good wrestler he was, finished on top. So.
0: There are always more steps on a ladder, as ACGC features a few wrestlers on different steps of the ladder this season. Coach Romar knows that he has a few different improvements for specific wrestlers, with just a few minor tweaks. Tell them at the end of January to head into wrestling in February.
2: Yeah, I just want to see them a little better than we are now. I tell the guys all the time, we talk about climbing the ladder on our squad and where are you at in the ladder? What's the next rung for you to climb? And How do we get there? What positions do you need to improve? It's different for everybody. Um, As coaches, we're trying to break each guy down right now into, you know, okay, here's what we're seeing on film. Here's where we're giving up the most points. How do we fix those little things before the end of season? We're not trying to change anybody. We're not trying to make huge adjustments it's just little tweaks just to make that much big of a difference um, between January and February.
0: When it comes to preparation this week, ACGC has had two days off due to weather conditions. Rather than sit inside, Coach Romohart informed a few of his wrestlers that he'd like some of them to take a shovel and help clear out some snow to get his Chargers a good workout. From this point on, it's all about just focusing on the next competition when they take on three very talented teams. Well,
2: part of the preparing is just making sure kids can still figure out ways to, to keep their weights down and get workouts in. I, I had a bunch of guys today I sent to go scoop snow since we have no school activities. You know, there's just little things like that we do. You know, you just focus on the next, uh, the next competition, which is, I believe, Tri-Center, Riverside, and Woodbine on Thursday. So Riverside's a ranked team. We're looking forward to that competition, and we don't overlook the other teams either.
0: ACGC returns to action this Thursday, January 11th, when they take on Woodbine, Tri-Center, and Riverside at Tri-Center High School. The first match is set to begin at 5.30 p.m. And in collegiate news, with two big upsets last night, starting with Iowa State upsetting number two Houston, as the Cyclones are now 10-0 at home, as they beat Houston 57-53, as Milan Manchilevic led Iowa State with a crucial jumper, to put the Cyclones on top of Houston. Damon Lipsy led Iowa State with 14 points and 4 rebounds in the contest, while Monchilvich played in 37 minutes of action as he knocked down 11 points, shooting 50% from the field. With that win, Iowa State marks their 15th over an AP Top 25 team under head coach T.J. Onselberger. Iowa State will take on Oklahoma State this upcoming Saturday, January 13th, with the opening tip-off at 5 p.m. And with the other upset, the Nebraska Huskers upsetting the number one Purdue Boilermakers for their first top-ranked upset since 1982 as they won 88-72. The Huskers were led in the game by Kasai Tominaga with 19 points and 4 assists as he continues to lead Nebraska in scoring this season. Rick Mass was right behind him as he knocked in 18 points and pulled in four rebounds while also dishing out three assists. Nebraska now improves to 13 and 3 on the season as they'll take on Iowa this Friday, January 12th at 8 30 p.m. And looking at some of the upcoming games tonight, in women's college basketball action, the Iowa State Cyclones will be hosting number 24 West Virginia at 6 30 p.m. The Iowa women's team will return to action as they're currently in Indiana preparing for their game against the Purdue Boilermakers, which will start around 7 p.m. And the Drake Bulldogs men's basketball team will have a tough challenge tonight at home as they host the Indiana State Sycamores, who were 13-2 on the season, Drake at 12-3, for an MVC matchup with the opening tip-off at 7 p.m. For news, sports, and more, check out our website at westerniowatoday.com. Zach Collins with this sports update.